Welcome to Wagner Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, June 13th. Today we will be discussing games 5 and 6 of the NBA Finals between the Toronto Raptors and Golden State Warriors. Before we get started today, I wanted to give you guys our Twitter account, which is Wagner Sports TLK. So Wagner Sports Talk, W-A-G-N-E-R. S-P-O-R-T-S-T-L-K. That's on Twitter. And you can also email us with any questions. And that email is wagnersportstalk at gmail.com. So today we're going to be talking about Game 5 and then making some predictions of Game 6 of the NBA Finals. The Raptors currently lead this series 3-2. to two, And they will be facing the Warriors in Oracle Arena in San Francisco looking to finish off the NBA Finals, which they were unable to do in Game 5 on their home court, losing by one in a last-second thriller. So one of the controversial things that happened in the game was Nick Nurse, Toronto Raptors coach, called a timeout with about three minutes remaining in the game using a what they call use-it-or-lose-it timeout because they go down to two timeouts in the last three minutes, so that timeout would have been lost, unused, and so he called the timeout, brought his team in, and the Warriors went on a run following that after the Raptors were on a 12-2 run, and the Warriors ended up winning by one point. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think about that timeout that Nick Nurse used? I mean, I don't know that it was a wise decision because I get that that's you had an extra timeout to use there, but the momentum at this point was on their side. They should have kept rolling with this, and I just don't get why you would use that timeout in the situation where you could have easily just put it out of reach at that point. Because you were up by like six or seven points, and you guys were on a big run. You call this timeout, you give Steph Curry and Clay Thompson a break, and then they come out, fires a blazing, and uh, Clay hits a three, Steph hits a three, Clay hits a three, and next thing you know, it's it's all tied up again. So I think really sports, it's you gotta you gotta make your opponent make decisions. That's really when teams start having problems is when they start to think instead of just playing their game. And I really think that that allowed the Warriors to get a break, to get rested, and it took away a decision that would have had to have been made by Steve Kerr and really would have been a big decision for the whole Warriors franchise for this whole um, dynasty that they're building here is do they call a timeout at that point and try to slow the Raptors roll or do they save them for later in the game but Nick Nurse just gave them the timeout and it really gave the Warriors an, an ability to rest up and get back into the game and so there's some questions about Kawhi Leonard being tired and my opinion is you find somebody else to run the offense through you got Fred Van Vliet out there who's playing out of his mind greatest one of the greatest performances ever between his defense on Steph Curry as well as his ability to come in and give him some points off the bench. You have Kyle Lowry out there and you got Pascal Siakam. You got guys that you've trusted to get here and when you start changing things too late it can throw your team off and you just got to do what's gotten you to this point. You can't change your game plan. 
can I say, Pascal Siakam this playoffs has been amazing. He has been absolutely amazing. He's been able to provide for himself. This was something we haven't seen in the past. But I mean, yeah, in in that final game situation, if he's that tight, if Kawhi's that tired, you got to find a way to get the ball to everyone else. And everyone's saying how Kawhi is so great. Maybe consider him the best player. Unless Kawhi drops dead, don't don't stop the game. I mean, you're rolling. You give other people the ball, but don't stop the game. I mean, unless unless he is literally like walking down the court, you can't you can't stop the game there. I mean, that allows the Warriors back into the game and now gives them a chance to win the series and be awful for Toronto to be so close and then lose it on something that could be as seemingly small and insignificant as a timeout, but obviously we're talking about it, and it was pivotal in the game. Another thing that happened in that game was the big Achilles injury to Kevin Durant after he'd sat out a few games with an injury, and so what do you think about Durant's decision to return to the finals for the game five and then he ended up getting injured. Here's what I think. I think obviously he was pressured by the media, but in my opinion, I don't know that Kevin Durant is answering to anybody because he's he really he went against what everyone thought he should do when he went to the Warriors. Everyone was saying you shouldn't do this because this would be giving in to what to what people are saying. They're saying you can't beat this team. You're worse than them because think about it. He he was up three one with Russell Westbrook and he couldn't provide for his team, and and that's what really we've seen him. He's he hasn't really answered to anybody, and that's why I think that it was his own personal decision to come back. Yeah, I think that's the that's the one big difference when you talk about people want to compare Durant and LeBron, and the thing is is. They're two completely different players that Durant Durant doesn't like dealing with the media at all and he succumbs to some of the pressure that the media provides, whether it's his move to Golden State or whether it's his decision to play in that game five. And obviously that's completely on Kevin Durant, his agent and the medical staff that surrounds that. But I think whenever, no matter if doctors have said that that injury doesn't have anything to do with the previous injury, but... I think the mental aspect has so much to do with these guys. If Kevin Durant did not absolutely 100% buy into the idea that he was medically cleared to play, he should not have stepped foot on that basketball court regardless. And so you saw how that worked with Kawhi that he said, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't feel 100%. And so obviously he ha- he's had a full recovery that now he's able to play like one of the greatest players in the world in the finals but I think that's part of the problem you had with Durant is whether he was physically healthy or not I he probably was physically healthy because he's got some of the world's greatest doctors working with him but if he's not mentally believe buying into that 100% you he can't go out there because that risks injury way too much when you're at such a high level like that yeah um like, also, the thing that people are saying, it's a re-injury or something, no. Before, it was a calf injury. Now, it's an Achilles injury. 
these two have nothing to do with yeah, each other. Yeah, but it's it's when you're playing at that high of a level, you start to compensate for other body parts. I mean, you'll see guys where they if they have ACL damage in one knee, they come back they come back too early, they end up injuring the other knee, and so you think, okay, it's two different knees, they aren't related, but it turns out when they do some some study on it that they put more stress on the other knee because they're favoring the other knee more because that's the uninjured knee and so it can end up causing failure in that other knee when it was a healthy knee prior to that injury of the other leg. So I think it may not be connected, but I think there's definitely some of that mental part comes into it as well that it may not have been a physical physically driven re-injury but I think there the mental aspect of him overcoming that calf injury that was still in his mind and I think that's what led to some of those problems potentially and could have been just also a freak accident that could have happened if he stood up on the bench or was walking down the street I mean it didn't seem like a very strenuous play that he was making when he ended up injured but that's something that is left to the medical professionals and so he's already had surgery and we'll be trying to make a recovery so we hope the best for him and we'll see how his recovery process goes yeah um can can we talk about Kawhi real quick so you take that time out right there you expect him to get back in the game and be ready right so he comes back he scores what Two points in those yeah, final three minutes. Yeah, the Raptors only minutes. got two points after that timeout. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you expected him to come back and be what he's been. We've always known Kawhi is the guy. He has no pulse. He's always playing at the same level all the time. He never feels stressed. He's always this. Well, I think I think that's part player. of the problem with that timeout. There is that you're letting everybody else adjust their emotions when that's where that's where Kawhi thrives is that I mean people talk about him almost that he's like a robot and have they have a problem with that off the court but when it comes to game time I mean that's that's kind of the attitude you want out of these players is where they are are like robots and that they just perform no matter what the situation is and I think that timeout gave the opponents a chance to kind of figure out what was going on and to get their emotions intact while Kawhi may have already had that. And I think that was a that was one of the problems with that timeout is that it allowed for the Warriors to get on an even foot with the Raptors. And when you just look at the talent, you look at the those two teams on paper, there's no way that the Raptors can even compete with the Warriors when there's when you're playing five on five when they got that super five out there from the Warriors in comparison to any other five you can basically assemble anywhere in basketball. Yeah, um, Steph Curry, has he has had a great series. I mean, we expected him to be his normal 30 game, but he has really helped them out this series. He has been what he's needed to be with Durant out. Yeah, I think for sure. And so game six tonight I think will be really interesting. I think it'll be a big chance for Steph Curry. Now obviously you have no Durant, no really even. I mean, you'll hear talks about Durant's injury, but he's not playing. There's no chance he's playing. So it's all going to come down to 
really Steph Curry and you're going to have Clay Thompson, I think, is going to play a big role. Um, you got Draymond Green, who is a presence all the time when he's on the court, always a triple-double threat. And that's something else we'll get to later is his whole technical thing, but I think we'll focus on Steph Curry right now. I think he's really going to come out and have a big game. So I don't know. What do you think about yeah. Steph Curry tonight? Yeah, I think uh, him and Clay Thompson really put up solid numbers. And um, I think Clay Thompson, maybe not the best player on the team, but one of m- the most important for their team's morale because he's really he really helps them bring up bring up their morale in these high pressure situations. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's a guy that's going to go get his create his own shots off the dribble, but he doesn't need to on that team, especially when you had Durant out there, but still even with Curry out there. Curry's a great ball handler as well, which is something that gets overlooked and so Thompson is a spot-up shooter, and he pulls that defense out of the paint, and it gives more lanes for Curry and some of the other players to cut to the paint. And I think that's one thing that gets missed sometimes is even if he isn't scoring, sometimes the threat of him scoring is pulling those people out of the paint to play defense, and so it causes problems from a defensive perspective and allows other players to get to the rim. So, And they talk about oracle arena and how it's going to be the last game in oracle and so do you think that's going to be a factor in tonight's game yeah i really i really think that uh that's going to help propel them tonight because i think this crowd will be going crazy because this could be this is the last game in oracle arena so i think that crowd is going to be going nuts because any finals game just the crowd is propelled ten times more to be louder, and um, I think it will be very loud, and it'll be a high energy game for both teams. Yeah, see, I don't think I don't think it matters where this game is played. I mean, like we talked about a little bit earlier, how Kawhi is just almost emotionless. I think a team really tends to mimic their best player, and obviously that's Kawhi on the Raptors. So I don't think they get too high or low emotionally, and I think that's something that suits them well on the road. Obviously they won, they stole two games three and four in Oracle, taking two games in the series, which were which really changed the momentum of the whole series, put the Warriors back against the wall. And I think that when you get a player like Kawhi that's willing to take take a team essentially on his back. He's willing to be the leader of the team. He doesn't he doesn't need to say anything, but you can just tell that he is the he's the center of that team and he's the reason they're so emotionally even and are able to go into a hostile environment. And I think I mean how how much crazier can the fans really be? It, I would say it would be one thing if the franchise of Golden State was leaving that area of the country, if they were relocating, but they're just building a new building. It's not like they're leaving the Bay Area forever. I would say if that was the case, it would definitely be a bigger factor, but they're just moving to a different building. It's not the same thing as if the franchise was leaving the city. Um, Like you said earlier, I think on the opposite end, 
like how the uh, Raptors almost show no emotion, I think this Golden State Warriors team is almost the exact opposite. They're when they're high, they're high and they're on fire. You can't catch them. When they're low, they they really need they have tough times. They need to look at a leader like, and that's why I think Clay Thompson has fit in well with this team, because he's been able to control their team and how this team plays together. I really think the the big emotional leader on that team is Draymond Green. I mean, you watch how he's going, that's how that team goes. And so he's got the six technicals right now, and so one more obviously just gives him a suspension for game seven. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. I don't think he'll end up with a technical tonight being at home. I think they'll get a few more whistles to go their way. There will be less calls that he dislikes um, in the game. But I really think how he goes is how that team goes. I mean, you know Steph Curry's going to make his shots. You know Clay Thompson's going to make his shots. Really, no matter what you do to those guys, they make shots. I think Draymond Green is really a player that the way he goes is the way the Warriors go. And if the Warriors are not able to, if he's not able to keep his emotions in check and to be the player that he's able to be, I think it can be a problem for them. But if he's able to do that, if he's able to stay in control of that and he's able to be a pest defensively, I think that'll be great. I think that'll be a real key for the Warriors, and I think that'll give them a victory tonight. I think that'll give them momentum going into Game 7, and I think they could take the series. But I think Draymond Green is the most important player on the Warriors team. He won't score the most points, I don't think. But I think... The way he plays is the way that team plays, and obviously they need a good game tonight. So they need to make sure they get Draymond Green involved, both in terms of offensively, but make sure emotionally that he's invested in the game and that he's positively invested in the game and that he's not talking to referees or to other players that he's focused on his game and what he can control no matter what calls happen in the game. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, what do you think about Boogie Cousins? He um, he he comes in, he provides some solid minutes. Now, he hasn't been what we expected him to be because we expected him to come in and after and off that injury, we expected him to be in his top form again. But that rarely we rarely see that, and we should have seen this coming. But... Um, he he's been playing decent. What do you think about uh Boogie Cousins? I really think that um this game 5 was it's probably the best game he's ever played and may ever play in his career and you say that how can that be? He's coming off the bench and he didn't he didn't fill up the box score or anything and he's had games where he's scored 40 some points. I think maybe he's had some 50 point games even. And the reason I say that is because he played his role. He understood that, I mean, coming into that game with Durant coming back, there were questions whether he was even going to play a minute in the game, let alone be somebody that was vital to that victory like he ended up being when Durant went out with that injury. So I think that ability, and I think that shows really his advancement from Sacramento to New Orleans to Golden State now is you can see that he's really matured and that he's able to take on that role 
where I don't think he would have ever done that in his previous two situations. And now I think that has to do with the makeup of the team around him. But I also think that he that showed a lot about him that he didn't have to be the number one option that he didn't have, that he didn't just shut down when he found out he was going to have a limited role in that game, but he really struck when there was that opportunity when Durant left the game. Yeah, he's almost been a forgotten part of this team. We we were so excited when they signed him. It was like they they almost needed, from winning those two or three in a row, they needed new energy to come in, and that was going to be their new energy. But he really hasn't played that key of a role, and I think... I think the other night he really did what he needed to do. Yeah, I think it was big for him to be able to find his role. And, yeah, that wasn't what they initially thought it would be when he signed last summer. Um, of, what was it? Probably about 10 months ago when he signed with the team. It, this was definitely not what they would have thought they were getting out of him. People would consider it a disappointment if they would have found out that he was coming off the bench in the – in game five of the finals, a do-or-die game for them. But obviously he he did great in the role that he was asked to fill. And I think that's all you can ask for out of players is to fulfill their role. I mean, you don't, you don't expect guys that are coming off the bench to score 30 points in a game. You just need them to be solid contributors offensively and defensively. And you certain got, certainly got that and even – more than you could ever ask for out of Cousins coming off the bench in that game five. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays in game six when it's coming down to the end of the series. Yeah, um, let's let's talk about Draymond. He's got, he's got these six technical fouls in this playoffs, one more, and he's out for game seven. He did, I would say, cost the team a finals when they played against the Cavs because he was out of the lineup because he really can be the driving force behind that team. I think I don't think the problem in that Cavaliers series that you talked about with Draymond Green being out, I don't think that it was his necessarily just his basketball contributions that is what Golden State missed. What I really think they missed was his emotional leadership on that team and it can be and it plays both positive and negative for that team but you really see when he's going well they can be a great team and he plays well based upon that so you can say that it is that the way he plays drives that team but I really think it has to do with how he is almost looking at the game, whether he thinks he's getting good calls or bad calls, I think really determines if the team plays well or not. And I think some of it is if he thinks he gets one bad call, he annoys the refs by talking their ear off, and you probably don't get a call after that. I mean, you got to remember these guys are human. They're going to make bad calls every game. It's since the first game of basketball and forever When we, if we have human referees. You're going to have bad calls that are made and it's really if you're able to just roll with it I think the referees appreciate it even if they do it unknowingly they don't like the guy that comes over and complains to them and I think that's part of what is a problem with Draymond Green and 
it obviously results in lots of technical fouls for him. And I just think it's unfortunate when you're getting to a point that you're talking about two two great teams and you're talking on the highest level of basketball there is in the world, that you're talking about a guy who talks to the referees too much, that you're that we aren't necessarily 100% focused on the game, but it's a real part of this series is Draymond Green's talking to the referees. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that can turn the tide in a series. Whether he is high or low, that could determine the outcome of a series. And that's why he's one of the more key players on the Warriors, even just aside from his uh, basketball playing. All right, so tonight in the game, what do you think is a key factor for the Raptors winning this closing it out and winning the series in Oracle. I think I think the most key factor is them keeping it calm obviously and moving the ball around, but them playing as a team. If they if they even distribute it out, Kawhi Kawhi plays well, Siakam plays well, Van Fleet plays well. If they all just play together, I think they have a shot to win tonight. I think the key factor for the Raptors if they're going to win this game is going to be Fred Van Vliet's defense. He's been guarding Curry a lot of this series and has been doing a fabulous job guarding him full court. And so I think if you see Van Vliet picking up Curry full court, making somebody else take the ball up for the Warriors, um, just make making the offense of the Warriors go through somebody other than Steph Curry the whole game, I think that's the key factor. And... I think if you see Fred Van Vliet pick up any fouls that result in and ones, I think that could be the difference in the game. You saw it in game game five where Fred Van Vliet fouled Curry on a three-pointer. And I think three-point fouls you, you just can't pick up, especially against a guy like Curry who's virtually automatic from the free-throw line. Fouling him while he's shooting is going to be a problem because he's going to make you pay for three and – once you get in foul trouble, that can really be a problem for your team. So what do you think the Warriors need to do tonight to get a victory? I think um, what the Warriors need to do, they they need to keep um, the energy up. The, the building, I think, is going to be high energy going into the game. If they can be able to keep that up, I think they can win tonight because it's a home game. They're coming with... Uh, tremendous amount of energy from um from Toronto they're coming back with that they're riding that wave back to Oracle and I think they could be able to win tonight if they keep that energy and uh pestiness on defense up yeah I think if the Warriors are going to win tonight I think you're going to see 75 points out of their backcourt the Splash Brothers I mean you talked about Curry being able to take over some of these games and I think Really, tonight, it's going to be the Steph Curry show. I mean, it's going to be Fred Van Vliet and Steph Curry, like I said, the Toronto's um, key factor in the game. I think it's going to come down to those two players, whoever is able to win that matchup. And it and Van Vliet doesn't have to beat Curry in a one-on-one matchup. He just needs to play well enough against him that the rest of the Raptors are able to overcome that deficit if you will from the from that matchup that they're able to win 
but I think if if those two guys are able to get good shots with their feet set, I think it's I think any game that you play against that team is game over. So who do you think wins tonight? I got to go with Warriors because I think there's still a shot that they could win the series because because of the way their team played last game. I mean, I think I think Durant getting injured almost gave their team a boost like we need to win for this guy. Yeah, I think tonight'll be a real interesting basketball game. I think it's going to come down to are these do who out of the Raptors supporting cast comes up to play, but I think out of so many guys that have been contributing this playoffs, I think they're going to get some solid contributions and I don't know who it'll be tonight, but I think there's going to be kind of an unsung hero that's going to come up this game and going to have a great game. And I think the Raptors will be able to close it out in Oracle, take three games out of the four they win this series. And those will be road games. I think every game except game one now will be a road victory if that ends up holding true tonight. I think that'd be probably a first in the NBA Finals where there's only been one game won by the home team, which would be crazy in a game or in a series that has gone this length. But I think you could see it because the Toronto Raptors are just such an emotionally even team that I think they'll be able to go into a hostile environment and be able to win. I think if anybody is going to be able to go in and win a game on the road in that last game at Oracle Arena, it would be the Raptors. So we'll see tonight who's able to win game six of the NBA Finals. Either it'll be tied up three apiece and we'll be heading back to Toronto to see the Raptors and Warriors play in a game seven, or it'll be, or the NBA season will be over and the Toronto Raptors will have become NBA champions for the first time in their franchise history, bringing the first NBA championship ever to anywhere other than the United States, bringing it home to Toronto. So once again, that's it for today. And our Twitter account is Wagner Sports Talk, TLK, W-A-G. The account is W-A-G-N-E-R. S-P-O-R-T-S-T-L-K. And our account and our email account, if you have any questions to send us, is Wagner Sports Talk at gmail.com. Again, that's Wagner Sports Talk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.